Courage or crazy? Courage to get through life and a whole lot of crazy to survive life. Trapper, Teresa, and Cheryl, your ambassadors of Courage or Crazy. Sharing life with you, uncensored and unfiltered. Real life, real people, real courage, real crazy. everyone and welcome to another episode of Courage or Crazy. Today we're going to answer um, an email from one of our loyal listeners. So uh, we want you to call us and email us and find us on social media, ask questions, tell us your stories. So we do appreciate when you do that and today we're going to be hearing from Jane in Arizona. So Trapper is going to read her, her story that she gave to us via email, and then uh, me, Trapper, and Teresa are going to discuss it and answer some of the questions she had in her email. So Trap, go ahead if you would, please. Yes, I, I want to I thank Jane from Arizona for uh, emailing and sharing her journey with us. I know it took a lot of courage just to even send an email and, and share some personal testimony. Jane from Arizona said she likes to refer to herself as a middle-aged woman who was a wife and a mother and a community leader. In 2019, she says she was working as a chief of staff to an elected leader with a very demanding job when her elderly parents fell ill and experienced some really significant health issues. She was fortunate to have a great family um, who supported her and her, her job allowed her to work from home while caring for her parents. She says her mother, who she was extremely close to and was her guiding light in life, passed away in 2019. She, she took this extremely hard. Jane said a few months later, she decided for herself to run for public office. She was elected to public office in late 2019. She said she felt she was making her mother and her legacy very proud, even though she wasn't here um, to witness that any longer. From the moment her mother passed away, she began campaigning and life got really busy. Um, she says she felt like she was the rock for everyone in her family, from her kids to her siblings, um, nieces and nephews who were grieving. And she never actually took a moment to grieve for herself on the loss of her mother. After taking office in February 2020, her father unexpectedly passed away. This was actually at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. When he passed, she said they couldn't view his body, they couldn't have a funeral, and everything was, was really out of the normal. She said this was really beyond hard on her. At the same time as an elected official, she had to start making some really tough decisions for her community. Um, and uh, for public health and safety and precautions on the virus. Uh, that included closing the community down, implementing curfews. Uh, her community had to close businesses, which affected them economically. And, and that was really hard on her um, at, at that time. No funeral for her father and, and, and making all these decisions. Uh, she got through 2020, 2021, and 2022. In 2022, she ran for re-election and won her, her elected seat again. 
She says, of course, we're now in 2023, and we're all adjusting to this new normal. She found herself shedding some tears recently and feeling pretty empty. She said she took a moment to reflect on the loss of her parents recently, and that has been really hard for her, especially uh, reflecting on the loss of her father, who she feels with no funeral or anything, there was just really no closure that we've been accustomed to, um, you know, specifically in American society um, for centuries. She said she feels like she's either still grieving or maybe she's actually just starting the reality of grieving. Jane said she wanted to share her story and ask Courage Crazy, was she crazy to proceed in life and keep going and making some really hard decisions while experiencing so much personal loss? Or was she full of courage? She also wanted to specifically ask our co-founder, the one and only Cheryl Oliver, how do you deal with grief so many years later? And what is your advice when, when a person like Jane is feeling that way? I'm going to turn this over <clears throat> to Cheryl. And maybe, Cheryl, you can first answer that question from Jane. And then we can talk about some courage or crazy in her journey there. Yes. Well, Jane, again, thank you for um, asking the question. And wow, you asked us a tough one. Um, it's been 16 years, almost 17 now, um, since my son passed away. And I guess the best piece of advice I have for you is that uh, grief is, is a journey. It, it, doesn't, it has a very distinct beginning point, obviously, the day we lose the person we love and care about. But it never really has an ending point. So uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years, they're, they're like, when is closure going to happen? When is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And it's, it's really not like there's this door that you open and close and then you're done. The heart is what the heart is. It's full of love. It's full of memories. It, it's full of um, sometimes anxiety and depression and anger and all of those emotions that come through when we're when we're dealing with not only life but especially when we're dealing with life when we have grief involved in it and everyone does to a certain degree so I think it's amazing that in her mind Jane that you thought it was a that your parents especially your mom when you first ran for um, an elected office that you knew unequivocally that that would make your you, that would make your mom proud. So one of the things that I find is is helps with the healing is to live our lives in memory and in honor of the people we have lost. So in your case, you knew your mom would be proud. So that was your driving force to help you. And then when we lose someone, we also experience a lot greater level of compassion for another human being. So you, in that unique circumstance of dealing with grief and understanding having this new level of compassion, you were then able to take that compassion and deal with it as you were dealing with your community when all these tough decisions took place. So closing businesses and stuff and all that long list of things that had to happen during our lives with COVID. So I think you were uniquely positioned, and maybe it was 
maybe it was your mom guiding you and helping you make that decision so that you could have that level of compassion that she knew your community would need. And the other thing that that I, I think happens is we can't be afraid to open every grief door. Think of it as a like a hallway that you're walking through, this long, sometimes very, very deafening, quiet, very, very dark hallway. And you're fumbling your way through it, and you find a doorknob, and you have to open a door. But you're already scared in this room that you're in. You're scared. You're, you feel alone. You're apprehensive. So you're doubting whether or not you should open another door because maybe there's something worse on the other side of that door. I challenge everyone who's dealing with grief to just keep opening those doors because on the other side of that door is another step in your grief journey. And there's going to be many, many steps in that grief journey. But when you open that door, now you have opened up your heart to something else. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's intermingled with some bad. But as you open each door, before you open that door, figuratively in your mind, um, open that door before you do it. Take a deep breath and go, my mom would want me to do this. My dad would want me to do this. My son would want me to do this. And open that door and find out what's over there in that next room along your grief journey. And there will be, this hallway is so long, it'll be a lifelong hallway for anybody who's grieving to walk down. But in the middle of all that, you will see lights at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> you will get to cherish more and more and more memories because the cool thing about walking the grief journey, and I know that sounds like an oxymoron, there's not much cool about walking a grief journey, but the significant thing, the cool thing that happens as you walk the grief journey is as you get stronger and as you learn to deal with the grief, then you are able to save room in your heart for more and more memories of your loved one. So pretty soon, your heart is just full of nothing but those memories. And you, you see your loved one in your everything you do. And you begin to feel them more and more, giving you the courage to walk through each door of that journey. So Trapper, what do you think about that? I think that's um, great advice and a great response for Jane. And um, Jane, we hope you're listening and we hope that Cheryl's um, um, advice and guidance is, is something that will, will help you in the process of mourning and grieving and going forward. You know, Cheryl, um, my grandmother, who I hold dear to my heart, um, always told me, um, uh, we lost my grandfather in year 2000. And um, she used to tell me from time to time that, uh, you know, uh, you, you never fully heal from, from the loss of, of someone in your life, you know, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a child, you, uh, you just learn to, to cope with it over mm -hmm. time. It doesn't ever get easier. And there's good days and there's bad days. And sometimes <clears throat> things you see, smell, eat, you know, trickle that memory. And, um, but she used to tell me on days she felt sad or, or shed some tears or felt empty that she knew my grandfather was with her. 
you know, that's why she's thinking about it and, um, um, and, and, uh, and, and, and in her words, I, I could see it in her, you know, my grandmother's like about 90, um, but I could see it in her eyes, you know, that, um, she didn't feel like she was sad grieving. She was just grieving the absence and, right. um, but also happy to have some memories. So, yeah, you know, as I, as I read through and I listen to you read and tell us about Jane, <coughs> you know, I'm, I, I see so much courage in the things she she did. Like, you, you know, I mean, she hasn't, it's, it's very courageous to run for elected office. Let's face it. Like your life is out there for everyone to see. So it, that's very courageous. But I could see where a lot of people would look at that and go, good Lord, that was crazy woman. What were you thinking? Right? So this is a shining example of that mixture of life being totally crazy from one person's perspective and totally courageous from another person's perspective. Um, you know, the crazy part is, you know, who, I mean, there's part of me that says, oh my God, I would never run for public office. But yet we are all very critical of the people that run for public office. We want certain <laughs> things from them, right? We want them to do this, 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 and this, and we want it to be done right now. And we want, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you looked at her schedule and it looked at her, her daily itinerary, she's doing this juggling that is just crazy sometimes, you know? So I hope Jane that you are, you are understanding that you do need some of that crazy to get through life, that you need to just accept that life is crazy. Grief is crazy. I mean, you know, grief is so crazy that most people won't even talk about it. Like, it's just this taboo thing that most people are like, avoid. Like, they'll never say your child's name or your mom's name or your dad's name because they don't know what to say. And that in itself to me is crazy because if, if I've got a friend and, you know, they've lost a, someone near and dear to them, the first thing I want to do, I may not have to say a word, but I want to wrap my arms around them and hug them and let them know that I care about them and that I, cared about, I care about their loss. But the crazy part in life is so many times that we even lose friends over the fact that we went through something like that because our friends don't know what to say. So the craziness comes in when you watch how your life evolves and changes and restructures itself during the grief journey. And then the courage is just getting through it. And, you know, I mean, having the courage to recognize that you're strong enough and accepting that, even though some people will look at it and think you're batshit crazy, um, I, I think it's... You know, the grief journey is just this combination of courage and crazy. Every single day you walk the grief journey, every single day. And, you know, Cheryl, and, and reading um, Jane's email, and, and, you know, thank you, Jane, for openly sharing. Um, and I think, Cheryl, you're right. I, you know, when, when people serve in elected office, they're under scrutiny all the time. Mm -hmm. Some people love them. Some people are critical of them. And that's going to be a hard capacity, you know, to make decisions for a mass population of people um that that's in the interest of of the majority of them um and you can't you can't make everyone happy and you know 
during COVID in, in my portfolio, my, my professional line of work as a publicist, I represented a lot of tribes in Arizona and some tribal hospitals. Mm-hmm. And um, I really applaud Jane. I think it took a lot of courage in, in pushing forward in, in her line of work as an elected leader. I, I watched so many of my colleagues, um, whether they're running hospitals or tribal community, um, have to make some really immediate decisions that elected uh, officials have really never had to make in, in our modern time and on our lifetime, you know, right? There's a global pandemic with a virus that we really know nothing about. In our modern times, you know, for, for me, you and Teresa, our kids, maybe even our parents, they've never experienced a pandemic like that or a virus. There were so many unknowns about the virus. Mm-hmm. All we were told was, you know, um, um, social distance and stay home. And I watched so many of, of my clients have to make decisions to close their community and implement lockdowns. You know, you, you could leave on days, like Tuesdays from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. for essential items. There were curfews in place. You had to wear a mask, no gatherings of any kind whether it's a a graduation, a funeral, church, whatever it was, and uh, close their businesses, which is their line of of revenue for self-sustainability. And I know people like Jane took a lot of criticism from people, but I think it took a hell of a lot of courage to make decisions on a moment on something that was taking lives and making people so sick and really there's no historical reference that we can say this is what would help us. And this is what we need. I mean, doctors didn't even know. Um, Scientists didn't know. So I think Jane had a heck of a lot of courage to keep navigating herself, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, professionally. I know that, um, um, you know, just in my own client experience, um, my, my clients took a hell of a lot of criticism for the decisions they were making. Um, but they made it. And I think that took a lot of courage. And um, I I find some crazy in in, uh, Jane's story. (laughs) Because as humans, I mean, think about as parents, right? Our kids get hurt playing something as a sport, or um, they feel um, they're not excelling or advancing or growing skills. And and as humans, it's, it's easy in like human nature for us to stop, retreat, give up a little bit, walk away from something. And I think it took a hell of a lot of crazy for Jane to proceed. Yeah, I agree. Professionally, while grieving, Mm -hmm. and and never stop. You know, at any point, we see it all the time. People say, I'm resigning for office. I have family stuff or health. And so, Jane, cheers to your crazy (laughs) and um, cheers to your courage. Yeah, there's there's one more piece of advice I want to give you, Jane, and anyone who's grieving. Um, Take the time. I mean, tears are okay. We are, you know, I mean, I I was the same way. I when I first lost my son, I'm like, I don't want to cry in front of my other kids. I don't want to cry in front of people. I'm I'm going to be the strong one and I'm going to do this all by myself. And pretty soon. Like, I just realized I can say his name. I can cry if I want to. If I'm sitting in a restaurant and some some young man walks by that reminds me of RJ, I can cry if I want to. 
I can go talk to him and tell him why I'm crying. You know, it's perfectly okay. There are no set rules for grieving. So let it out. Let it flow. Talk about your talk about your parents. You know, talk to people and let them know. Share your experiences. That's one of the amazingly cool things about this podcast we call Courage or Crazy. It's our way of letting it all out and sharing it and sharing life stories with each other. And uh, bottom line is, you know, everybody who's listened before knows my favorite saying, um, love conquers all. Jane, your love for your parents is going to help you conquer all of this crazy life, all of the it's going to, that love is going to help you find the courage to get through it every single day. So with that, I hope we have answered your question, Jane. We sure appreciate you um, sending us an email and sharing your story with us. And if you ever want to come on live with us and tell a little bit more about you, we welcome you to join us on a live podcast as well. And with that, we're going to have uh, Trapper give us our farewell as usual. Yes, uh, I want to thank Jane for um, sharing her journey with us. To all of our listeners and, and folks in our audience, uh, we love to hear from you. You can always find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um, or, or email us. Um, share your journey and your testimony. It gives us all strength and, and hope. And for that, today, we thank all of our listeners and audience for joining us for another episode of Courage or Crazy. And we hope that um, you, you go on with your day, incorporate a lot of courage, and um, don't forget to keep a little bit of crazy in there. Thank you.